Thank you. Chairman Grothman, Ranking Member Garcia, distinguished members of the House Oversight Subcommittee on National Security, Representative Burchett and Luna. My name is Ryan Fobbs Graves, and I'm a former F-18 pilot with a decade of service in the U.S. Navy, including two deployments in Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Inherent Resolve. I have experience advanced UAP firsthand, and I'm here to voice the concerns of more than 30 commercial aircrew and military veterans who have confided their similar encounters with me. Today, I would like to highlight three critical issues that demand our action. As we convene here, UAP are in our airspace, but they are grossly underreported. These sightings are not rare or isolated, they are routine. Military aircrew and commercial pilots, trained observers whose lives depend on accurate identification, are frequently witnessing these phenomena. They said I changed the times from the rhymes that I thought of. So I made some order, put the new world in order. With mathematics, put your status above the average. And help your rappers make paragraphs with graphics. Because new days is dawning, new ways up. Oh, yes, everybody. The Paranormal Patriot is officially back. It has been a long time. Thank you for your patience. You are listening to The Paranormal Patriot. I am your host. Never took off that tinfoil hat. I am your host. My name is Tom Velasquez. Thank you for joining me this week. As you know, if you are a regular listener of the show, I've been gone, I think it's been over a month, and I feel I owe you an explanation. So the first part of the month, we always have a pretty big 4th of July party. It's outside, people are in the pool, we cook out, it's a pretty big ordeal, so it's tough to do a, do a show during that week. Then... Camping season is in full swing, so every weekend it seems like my wife has been camping, which is great. I mean, let her camp. Nothing I hate worse than seeing a camper sitting in my driveway just exuding dollar sign because we're not using it, so use it. Well, there lies the problem. I went up to camp in Grand Haven, Michigan with her for a weekend, and as I was there, I knew she she just didn't seem like she felt really well. And I got a call Tuesday. I usually go up after work on Friday, stay till midday Sunday, and then come home. So I went to work on Monday, and she said, eh. I kind of got a hold of her and asked how she's doing, and eh, I don't, just don't feel right. And then I got a call on Tuesday saying, I've got to go to the doctor. Something is definitely wrong. I've got to go see my oncologist. So... Somehow she drove from Grand Haven to, I believe it is Weberville, 
there's a park and ride right off the highway. We met there. I took her down to Detroit to see her oncologist and then drove back home. And she has been miserable. She doesn't feel good. There's there's stuff going on that I don't think I should get into. I don't want to get into right now, so I won't. And then uh, I was supposed to, I was going to take a trip for work down to Texas and uh, was really deciding, trying to figure out what I should do. Do I go? And the wife was like, yeah, you go. This is a great opportunity for you. Our company that I work for now just bought 10 new auto repair shops in the Austin, Texas area. And I was chosen out of 116 different store managers. They chose me to go down and do the integration, which was a pretty big honor. I was pretty excited until I stepped off the plane and realized that there is no heat right now like a Texas heat. Don't let anybody tell you, well, it's hotter in Phoenix, Tom. It's over 110 degrees. There's a difference between Phoenix heat and Austin heat. And the best analogy I can come up with is you're sitting there staring at that pizza in the oven, that frozen pizza. Your mouth is watering. You've got drool coming off of your chin because you want to eat that frozen pizza so bad. And you open the oven door to check on it and see how well it's doing in that blast of hot air hits you in the face and literally takes your breath away. That was Texas. Without a doubt, 150% Texas. I absolutely loved my time in Texas. I did not love the heat. I mean, we I would walk out of my hotel at 6:15 in the morning so I can get to my shop and do the integration and you know, change all the accounts, get everything set up for this new store to be integrated into our company. And at 6.15, it was 93 degrees, was the lowest during that week I was there. And I got to tell you, Austin is a cool city. I've never seen, I, I guess I grew up sheltered here in Michigan. I've never seen that many homeless. You go over or go under an underpass or an overpass, and underneath that is a community of tents. And along I-35, which is where I traveled, they have like, I I guess here where I'm from, they'd call it a service road. It it parallels I-35, and you can drive that through stoplights, stop signs, whatever. I just drove that because there was so much construction on 35. Every corner, and I'm talking at 6 o'clock in the morning, every corner has somebody panhandling. We would go out every night we went out for dinner and had the best food, Texas kudos on your food man phenomenal I probably gained 80,000 pounds while I was there it was ridiculous how much food we ate but it was amazing but even as we were coming back at 10 30 11 o'clock at night from dinner they're still out there panhandling and this is in 110 degree heat so I couldn't do a show that week I wasn't here And then we got back, and, you know, Michelle, my wife, is just, she wasn't feeling the best. And she's now starting, I'm a little apprehensive to even say starting to turn the corner. She's not. I mean, I think, personally, I think she's not telling me everything, but that's just because I worry like hell, and 
the other day she stopped into work because we're trying to sell our other camper and she showed it and decided to stop into work and I could tell she was miserable. Everybody at work is like, oh my God, dude, she looks miserable. And that just took me over the edge. I started to get sick with worry and uh, this has been a long month and you know, I've been stressed and don't feel good. I got my own issues, but the stress of worrying about my wife has just taken over my life. And she's like, you have got to get back to what you do. You have got to find something to take your mind off of this. And I'm like, that something is my show and my music. And I don't have time to do any of it now. Well, she forced me to make time. And I thank her for that because this is, I mean, this is something to take my mind off of the issues of everyday life. We all have issues. You know, I think about it, and I'm not going to deny I'm not mad at God. I mean, honestly, we were just talking down in Texas. How do you, how do you let pedophiles, how do, you like, how do you let rapists and murderers walk around free, living their best life, and you put somebody like my wife or somebody you love and who's close to you, that's a great person, and then they get cancer and are struggling? I mean, come on. Where, where, where is the logic in that? I know too many people. I work with a guy that the uh, literally one of the best guys I've ever met in my life. Absolutely the most cordial, easygoing, will do anything he can do to help you out. It's this guy. He works for me. He's one of my technicians, and he's going to have to probably take some time off because he's got issues. And I'm just looking at this going, come on, where? It, where? How do you determine who gets what? I mean, I would think you would want to clear the planet of these piece of shit pedophiles and rapists and murderers and Hunter and Joe Biden types. But to our dismay, no, we're going to take the good ones. That That's how this works, so... I am bitter. I'm very bitter. Doesn't mean I don't believe, but I'm mad. I mean, come on. And so on that, that's the intro to the show. That is my, hey, thanks for bearing with me. And I can't believe how many people are like, Tom, are you okay? Tom, what's the matter? Are you okay? We haven't heard from you. You know, after the first week when I didn't do a show, I meant, and I literally had it in a draft, and that apparently on Facebook it just goes away when you don't send it. But four times I typed out, "Hey, this is um, it's going to be a little bit. Bear with me. If you can, if you want, post something to the page. Keep it going." And it took about four weeks for me to actually get that and do that. And in the meantime, I've got all of you asking me how I'm doing, and that just. You know, no matter what's going on in my life, I know I have a core group of listeners that genuinely seem like they care about my well-being and how everything's going. You know, it'd be nice to hear a show, but we're more concerned about you is what somebody said. And it, it was just, that was, to me, that was awesome. Because I've never met this person. And Odds are they live in another country. I probably will never meet this person, but the fact that this person said, listen, I'm just concerned about how you're doing. Get better. I don't know what's going on, but I hope you get through it. That means a lot. There are good 
people out there. I'm, I'm going to tell you, the majority of the people on this planet are good people. You just have idiots out there that ruin it for the rest of us. But I've been gone over a month, you know. Over that month, a lot has happened. I mean, I could go all day, and I can't. I might have some shows that are talking about older topics, but one of the topics that I'm going to talk about is this UFO hearing. I mean, what in the world is going on with that? I've had people asking me, Tom, what do you think? Okay, listen to the show. Well, you're not doing a show. I will, and then I'll talk about it. We're going to talk about that, and is it what, what, what's the reason that the government now decides, yeah, we're going to release this? Is there a reason I'm going to talk about that? And then here in Michigan, we have a new law on the books that, for lack of a better term, it's scary. I mean, it, it, and it may not be in your state and it may not be in your country yet, but this is just a stepping stone. This is what's happening across this country and across the world because everybody wants to be woke. And I, I told the wife yesterday, I'm like, you know, I, I have a little bit of optimism. I look at Bud Light, I look at Target, I look at Ben and Jerry's, and I look at how much money, how much money these companies have lost because they decided to go woke. We as conservatives have always been kind of, eh, we're not going to rock the boat, you know, just let things happen. We didn't realize our voice. And to be honest with you, we didn't realize our voice until Bud Light. Bud Light put a transgender person on their can, which is fine. That's a privately owned company. They can do whatever they want. Yes, they have shareholders. They have executives and board members that have to okay it. But obviously that went through. And I don't necessarily think it was just because there's a transgender on the can. I think the majority of Americans are absolutely tired of that being shoved down our throats. And we've had enough. The pride section in Target. The, the tucked bathing suits in Target. People are tired of having that shoved down their throats. You can't turn on the TV. You can't listen to the radio without having an interracial couple, a same-sex couple, a gay couple, a lesbian couple, or LGBTKYQXY9478675309 Jenny. One of those people telling us how we need to accept them. I don't need to accept you at all. That's your decision. That's not mine. Just because I don't agree with that decision doesn't make me a racist, a homophobe, a white supremacist, a Nazi, or a fascist. As a matter of fact, you actually fit those descriptions more so than I do. So we're tired of it. And I told my wife, I said, I, I feel like we might be turning a corner here. Now, if everything is par for the course or the way things are supposed to be. I could be completely wrong on this. It seems like I've been wrong on everything lately. So who knows? This could be complete opposite end of the spectrum where this is us just embracing the countries, embracing transgenderism. And who knows? I don't know. But I look at what happened to Target, Bud Light, Ben and & Jerry's, and other companies that went woke. Look at Disney. And I, it tells you, I mean, if you're a CEO of that company, you need to ask yourself, whoa, okay, obviously we're not hitting the right tune. 
maybe we need to change it up. And this will tell you what companies are are basically political, for lack of a better term. I mean, if you're if you've got a company like Bud Light that is just exuding money, just spewing money out, and their sales are down. They were the number one beer brand in America. Now they're 14th. I mean, Dylan, how does that make you feel? You took the number one beer and moved it to 14th in like three months. That's got to be devastating to know you are that much of a liability in the field of advertising. Man. You know, I, I I watched one of his videos just to see what all the hubbub was about. And this guy is kind of pompous, in my opinion. And maybe this will knock him down a couple notches. And, and he's kind of not even sorry about it. Eh, oh, woe is me. Everybody's out to get me. No, they're not. It's just you want to shove everything down our throat. You want to tell us how we are supposed to live and what we are supposed to think. Well, I don't think like that. So don't criticize me and ridicule me and tell me how wrong I am. Maybe you're the one that's wrong. I don't know. All right, we're going to come back. We are going to talk UFO hearings. And I'm going to tell you, there's something else going on here, and I'm going to lay it on the line. And I think a lot of you will agree with what I'm saying. So sit back. Relax. Open that mind. You are listening to the return of the paranormal patriot. My name is Tom Velasquez. I, well, yeah, I think I will. I'll be right back. The 6th Annual Mid-Michigan Paranormal Convention now Two days at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Get ready for two days packed with the paranormal. Saturday, November 4th, Sunday, November 5th, 2023. The world of the paranormal comes to life in mid-Michigan for the 6th Annual Mid-Michigan Paranormal Convention. There's so many options that you can use to attend the convention that now features two days packed with spectacular speakers, presenters, demonstrators, authors, artists, paranormal celebrities, over 100 vendors, exclusive gallery style events, and so much more based out of the need of our local paranormal communities. A weekend pass, both days is only $100. If it can only make it one day, it's still a bargain at $55. Shop from over 100 plus otherworldly vendors of all kinds. You will have Michigan's best psychics, mediums, tarot readers, palmists, reiki healers, and more. Your spine will tingle browsing crystals, oddities, curiosities, paranormal books, art, jewelry, apparel, and merchandise. You will meet local paranormal teams you will learn more about ghosts and all things paranormal like bigfoot haunted objects aliens cryptids demonology ufology ouija boards psychic readings intuition with witchcraft tarot mediums michigan lore and its haunted history 
There will be private seances, gallery readings, oddities, all-day speakers, demonstrations and presentations. There will be prizes and giveaways and so much more. But you can't see it if you're not there. The Mid-Michigan Paranormal Convention, now at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Saturday, November 4th and Sunday, November 5th, 2023. Be there. And when you get there, tell them you heard about this on the Paranormal Patriot. I left him in the summer But I think I was wrong Cause I wondered all winter If we had fixed it in the fall If we could ever be more Flowers in the spring Wish I could take it back Think I said something I don't mean Cause seasons changing I miss you so Time keeps moving But it feels so slow Oh, God, it's so good to be back behind this microphone. I appreciate everybody's patience and understanding And I hope you really enjoy this this week's show so while I was gone, we had this UFO conference, this UFO hearing, and I know we've had them before, but this one was a little different. This one had a little bit more pizzazz to it, I guess would be the word. I want to play for you again the opening statement, and it's the one you heard at the beginning of the show, but this one I want to play a little bit longer because it has a lot more information. But there's one thing that he told that this gentleman said in that opening statement that really struck me. And it was, listen, UAPs or UFOs, they're flying in our space right now. And, and you don't really think about that in that context. According to this guy, who, who is it? I mean, let's be honest, he's in the know. He's telling us, yeah, we're having this conversation right now and while we're having this conversation ufos are flying in our airspace at this moment and we don't do anything about it i want to play it for you again listen to this today i would like to highlight three critical issues that demand our action as we convene here uap are in our airspace but they are grossly underreported these sightings are not rare or isolated they are routine Military aircrew and commercial pilots, trained observers whose lives depend on accurate identification, are frequently witnessing these phenomena. The stigma attached to UAP is real and powerful and challenges national security. It silences commercial pilots who fear professional repercussions, discourages witnesses, and is only compounded by recent government claims questioning the credibility of eyewitness testimony. Parts of our government are aware of more about UAP than they let on but excessive classification practices keep crucial information hidden. Since 2021, all UAP videos are classified as secret or above. This level of secrecy not only impedes our understanding, but fuels speculation and mistrust. In 2014, I was an F-18 Foxtrot pilot in the Navy Fighter Attack Squadron 11, the Red Rippers, and I was stationed at NAS Oceana in Virginia Beach. After upgrades were made to our jet's radar systems, we began detecting unknown objects operating in our airspace. At first, we assumed they were radar errors, but soon we began to correlate the radar tracks with multiple onboard sensors, including infrared systems, eventually through visual ID. During a training mission in Warning Area Whiskey 72, 10 miles off the coast of Virginia Beach, 
Two F-18 Super Hornets were split by a UAP. The object, described as a dark gray or a black cube inside of a clear sphere, came within 50 feet of the lead aircraft and was estimated to be 5 to 15 feet in diameter. The mission commander terminated the flight immediately and returned to base. Our squadron submitted a safety report, but there was no official acknowledgement of the incident and no further mechanism to report the sightings. So that's a pretty impressive opening statement. It, uh, and again, I just focus on that UAPs are in our airspace as we're speaking right now. Nobody's ever put it in that type of context. While we're talking about this in the UAPs and the UFOs and what are they, they're in our airspace right now. Let's just put this into a worldly context. If we were having a congressional hearing on Russian and Chinese aggression and somebody said, hey, I'm just going to tell you right now, the Russians and Chinese, they're in our airspace right now. The whole demeanor of that conference, of that, of that hearing, is going to change. But because there's such a stigma on UFOs, everybody's like, ah, this guy's lying. This guy's lying. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, he's got to be lying. He's just looking for his 15 minutes of fame. But why would he lie about this? Knowing the stigma of anyone, especially a military or an airline pilot, reporting a UFO, that's ruined careers. And that's why the UFO phenomenon is so far on the back burner that it's, the burner's not even lit at this moment because everyone is afraid to report a UFO for fear of ridicule. The government has done a phenomenal job of creating an atmosphere where if you report a UFO or you take a UFO vo video or a photo or have an encounter with a UFO, there, there's no judgment other than you're crazy. There's no investigation. There's no looking into what happened. The government has instilled in us you're crazy. And that stems from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s. During the 60s and 70s, during the Project Blue Book era, where Project Blue Book was just there to make it look like the government cared. That the government was actually trying to figure out what's going on with the UFO phenomenon. They had no desire to find out what was going on. I believe, personally, they already knew what was going on. But they were making it seem as if they were investigating these reports. And every single, most every single one of these reports were like, ah, it's, it's a meteor. It's swamp gas. Remember the Hillsdale 1966 episode in Hillsdale, Michigan, where multiple, multiple people saw a glowing object near the ground? And J. Allen Hynek, who was the director of Project Blue Book back then, came out and said, yeah, it was just swamp gas. And that, we found out, was the government take on that. J. Allen Hynek did not believe that it was swamp gas. He knew there was something else going on there. But the government told him, just as the government told Jesse Marcel that it's just a weather balloon, that craft and all the material you found, yeah, it's just a weather balloon. It's not an extraterrestrial craft. J. Allen Hynek could see through the BS. He could see through the red tape of the government. 
he broke off from Project Blue Book and started the Center for UFO Studies. The Center for UFO Studies is one of the most preeminent UFO reporting in entities, I guess, in the on the planet. J. Allen Hynek knew something was going on. And once he left, the government began to ridicule him. So it is to the point where if you see a UFO, people are afraid to report it. Or maybe I should say we're afraid. Because since this, and I, I belong to a bunch of UFO sites on the Internet and on social media. And I have people sending me videos left and right. The number of legitimate, which I would consider possibly legitimate UFO sightings, since this hearing has occurred, has easily quadrupled. Now, there are some videos that I look at and I'm like, come on, man. That is complete CGI and it's bad CGI. Don't waste my time. There are some which are obviously a fireball, an airplane, or something to that effect. But there is a growing number of videos and photos that I'm seeing that defy anything that I know what it is. And am I the preeminent know-it-all in the UFO community? No. But I've been studying UFOs since the early 90s. There are a lot of cases, and, and you can study UFOs. I get it. You can be, quote-unquote, a ufologist. You can study UFOs and still know nothing about them. Because we don't know anything about them. I don't know of a ufologist that has actually had his hands on one of these craft. The craft are out there. The beings are out there. The beings are out there as detailed by David Grush. David Grush or Grice, depending on how you, who you listen to, I'm going to call him David Grush. He was a former Air Force member and intelligence officer who had according to him direct contact with these UFOs and these non or these biologics is what he called them and biologics is essentially a fancy term for aliens he was grilled by representative mace i think it is m a c a she went ahead and started asking him about, well, we have these craft. Did we find any bodies? And this is what he said. Listen to this. I believe we have crashed craft, uh, stated earlier. Do we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted this craft? As I've stated publicly already in my News Nation interview, uh, biologics came with some of these recoveries. Yeah. Were they, I guess, human or non-human biologics? Non-human, and that was the assessment of people uh, with direct knowledge on the program I talked to that are currently still on the program. And was this documentary evidence, this video, photos, eyewitness? Like, how would that be determined? The specific documentation I would have to talk to you in a skiff about. So this man is saying that he has seen and he's worked with people who are still working in that department that have come across biologics. Biologics is a fancy term for extraterrestrial. Are they from other planets? Are they from another dimension? Are they time travelers? That's not discussed. Quite honestly, that is up for your interpretation. What do you believe? What, in, in the course of what you have been studying, what do you believe 
is the source of these biologics. But then as the as the hearing went on, Florida Representative Matt Getz, he came up and gave a an amazing, in my view, an amazing testimony of something that he just went through. He was told about an incident. Listen to this, because this is from a representative from Florida. He has no reason to lie. It doesn't. It's not going to benefit him in any way, shape, or form. It's actually going to hurt him in the long run by telling us this, but yet he does it anyway. Listen to this. Several months ago, my office received a protected disclosure from Eglin Air Force Base indicating that there was a UAP incident that required my attention. I sought a briefing regarding that episode and brought with me Congressman Burchett and Congresswoman Luna. Uh, we asked to see any of the evidence that had been taken by flight crew in this endeavor and to observe any radar signature uh, as long as, as well as to meet with the flight crew. We were not afforded access to all of the flight crew. And initially, we were not afforded access to images and to radar. Thereafter, we had a bit of a discussion about how authorities flow in the United States of America, and we did see the image. And we did meet with one member of the flight crew who took the image. The image was of something that uh, I am not able to attach to any human capability, either from the United States or from any of our adversaries. And I'm somewhat informed on the matter, having served on the Armed Services Committee for seven years, having served on the committee that oversees DARPA and advanced technologies for several years. Um, when we spoke with the flight crew, and when he showed us the photo that he'd taken, I asked why the video wasn't engaged, why we didn't have a FLIR system that worked. Here's what he said. They were out on a test mission that day over the Gulf of Mexico, and when you're on a test mission, you're supposed to have clear airspace, not supposed to be anything that shows up. And they saw a sequence of four craft in a clear diamond formation for which there is uh, a radar sequence that I and I alone have observed in the United States Congress. One of the pilots goes to check out that diamond formation and sees a large floating, what I can only describe as an orb, again, like I said, not of any human capability that I'm, that I'm aware of. And when he approached, he said that his radar went down, he said that his FLIR system malfunctioned, and that he had to manually take this image um, from one of the lenses, and it was not automatic, automated uh, in collection, as you would typically see in a test mission. Again, he has nothing to gain from this. Something happened. They have the photos. They have the eyewitness accounts. And lastly, I, and, I, and I can't believe I'm in a way singing her praises, but AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez started grilling David Grish. And some of the questions she had, lo and behold, they were pretty intelligent. Way to go, AOC. Listen to this exchange. It's about, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a couple minutes long, but it's actually pretty good from AOC. I think she drank some caffeine that this morning. Listen to this. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, and thank you to our witnesses for coming here today. Um, I do 
concur with the ranking member as well as several other members here on this committee that uh, this is a committee for whistleblowers and for the protection of whistleblowers as well. So we understand uh, what you're putting um, on the table here and what you're putting on the line here, and we thank you for that. Uh, Mr. Grush, you sat on the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomenon Task Force created in the 2020 NDAA, correct? Yes. Uh, there have been some things that, uh, that have been mentioned here during this hearing that I wanted to pick up on. Um, Mr. Graves, you mentioned specifically during the answers to one of your questions, you named Boeing contractors um, being engaged in an incident regarding this red cube about a football, um, a football field wide. I was wondering if you could speak a little bit about the interaction, or Mr. Grush, either of you, the interactions between defense contractor companies and any UAP-related programs or activities. So I'll just say that the information about uh, the contractor themselves were provided by a witness, and I have no particular Understood. detail in that relationship. Mr. Grush. Uh, the kind of general unclass wave tops, uh, certainly the contractors, you know, are the metal benders, so to speak, mm -hmm. the ones actually uh, doing specific uh, performance on government contracts. Are they required um, to issue any disclosure regarding UAP sightings, or do they engage in any uh, reporting around this? Uh, in terms of the contractors, yes. not that I'm aware of. They do not. Okay. Now, when it comes to notification that you had mentioned about um, IRAP pro IRAD programs, we have seen uh, defense contractors abuse uh, their contracts before through this committee. Um, I have seen it personally, um, and I have also seen the notification requirements to Congress abused. Um, I am wondering, one of the loopholes that we see in the law is that there is, at least from my vantage point, is that depending on what we're seeing is that there are no actual definitions or requirements for notification. Are there what methods of notification did you observe? Like when they say they notified Congress, how did they do that? Do you have insight into that? Uh, for certain IRAD activities, uh, and I, uh, I can only think of ones conventional in nature. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes they thro uh, flow through certain, I'll just say SAP programs that have cognizant authority over uh, the Air Force or something, and those are congressionally reported compartments, but. IRAD is literally internal to the contractor, mm -hmm. so as long as it's money, either profits, private investment, et cetera, and they to, can do whatever they want. To put a yeah. finer point on yeah. it, when there is a requirement for any agency or company to notify, or any agency to notify Congress, do they contact the chairman of a committee? Do they get them on the phone specifically? Is this through an email to hypothetically a dead email box? Uh, a lot of it comes through what they call the PPR, Periodic Program Review Process, mm -hmm. if it's a, you know, a SAP or Controlled Access Program Equity, and then those go to the specific committees, whether it be the SAS, CASC, okay. FISI. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, I got to call it how it is. Nice job, AOC. You asked some really good questions. I mean, I think we found your calling. Instead of being in Congress, you should be a UFO investigator. Either that or go back to bartending. I mean, you're not a bad-looking woman. You could make a lot of money bartending. Not in Congress. Congress is not where you need to be. Sorry. You just... Great, quest, great questions here, but... 99% of the time, you're just talking drivel. Bartend. Anyway, so 
I've had a lot of people over this past month contact me and say, hey, Tom, what is going on? Why are we so infatuated with UFOs right now? And I'm going to tell you right now why we are having all these hearings, why all the talk about UAPs and UFOs. It, it, it's a simple conclusion. Do you really want to know why? It's diversion. That's all it is. They are trying to divert the attention away from Hunter and Joe Biden and their corrupt, treasonous business dealings around the, around the planet with Ukraine and China and who else knows. You don't hear about that on the news. You don't hear about how there's overwhelming proof that Joe and Hunter Biden, they were in together. Joe Biden's been on the news constantly telling you, hey, I didn't know anything about his business dealings. Well, proof is being shown that not only did he know about him, he was there sealing the deal. They're trying to divert us. All you hear about is UAPs and Trump. But they never put Hunter and Joe Biden in their stories. Never. Never. This is a motto I live by. If you have a huge, huge, huge story, step back and look at what they're trying to distract you from. The Democrats know that they are in hot water. Absolute scalding water because the amount of evidence against Joe and Hunter Biden is overwhelming. Overwhelming after the Democrats and in the in the Biden administration has said, no, we had nothing to do with this. So the evidence is overwhelming. There's now talk of impeaching Biden. And, and I want you to hear this, this quote from this absolute imbecile, Adam Schiff. He said this quote after two times of trying to impeach Trump and him being found to be lying and knowingly lying about why they were impeaching Trump. He had this to say about the thought of impeaching Joe Biden. I think the Republican desire to impeach someone, anyone, uh, no matter whether there's any evidence, uh, just shows how they have uh, descended into, into chaos. Is this guy actually serious? How does this guy have any credibility left? He launched, he was at the forefront of both Trump impeachment proceedings that found him to be lying through his teeth. And now he has the gall and the audacity to say that the Republicans, yeah, this, they're just delving into chaos. You did the same damn thing to Trump tenfold. How does this guy have anybody that supports him? If you support Adam Schiff, and I'm telling you this with the most kindness in my heart that I can possibly state, if you support Adam Schiff and you would vote for him again, idiot, imbecile, retard doesn't even begin to quote what you are 
you are nothing. You are nothing. You're not even living at this time. You are going by what you are being told. You you don't have a free thought in your head. Adam Schiff is the biggest weasel pedophile in Congress. I mean, this guy shouldn't even be there. He should be behind bars for treason uh, on top of all these sex crimes that he's... I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's a pedophile. And this guy comes out and says, yeah, this is just the Republicans delving into chaos. What would you describe the Democrats when Trump was in the when Trump was in the White House? What would you describe it as at that point, Mr. Schiff? You piece of shit. What would you describe it as? Would you describe it as doing what's best for the country? Because I think that's what we're doing now. Getting this idiot who has no idea how to run this country, who is not running this country, but yet his his son is a pedophile, sex fiend, drug addict, treasonous bastard. Yeah, we're going to let that go. This is why you are hearing about the UAPs. They're, they're diverting the attention away from this. So now how often do you hear about Joe and Hunter Biden and their illegal influences and illegal dealings with other countries? You don't. It's not on the news. All you hear about is Trump's being indicted. Trump's being indicted for three more counts. Oh, look at UFOs are real. What are we going to do about that? Don't look at Joe and Hunter Biden. We are not even talking about that. Trump's being indicted on three more counts. That's what you need to focus on. Trump's the bad guy. Even though Joe Biden has 10 times more classified documents in his possession, we're not going to consider that at all. I guess maybe the only good thing to come out of this Biden presidency is the fact that we may actually get to the bottom or even we're, we're closer than we were before on this UFO mystery. I'll take a robust economy. I'll take my interest rates being low. I'll take lower taxes. I'll take the fact that our country would be safer under Trump. I'll take the fact that Russia, China, North Korea, Iran are not a threat. I'll take that over the fact that I know UFOs exist. Because I knew that before. I don't need the government to tell me that. So for those of you who want to know why we're hearing so much about UFOs, excuse me, UFOs right now, it's because they're trying to divert your attention away from the treasonous activity of our current president. That's the only reason. The only reason. So let's take solace in the fact that this might be one of the good things that come out of this presidency, but I'll take a free nation, a prosperous nation, not a police state nation, over what's going on, over me not officially knowing what's going on in the UFO community, because I know what's going on there. It's as simple as that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I can't believe what Michigan's doing. It's coming to you. Sit back, relax, and open that mind. 
You are listening to the Paranormal Patriot. My name is Tom Velasquez. I am going to be right back. So let's pretend that the past didn't happen to us. It was just an illusion. That we unsaid all those words that we saw. Hey, this is Tom Velasquez, the host of The Paranormal Patriot. If you have an event, if you have a book, if you have anything you want to promote on this show, guess what? It's free. Do you like free stuff? It's not the government that's giving it to you for free. It's me, which means it's actually free. All you need to do is submit a 30-second to one-minute audio clip to the Paranormal Patriot at yahoo.com. I will promote your event, your book, your paranormal society, your, your political movement. Whatever you want to promote, it's yours for free. It's my way of giving back to my listeners. All you got to do, again, is send a 30-second to one-minute clip to the Paranormal Patriot at Yahoo.com. The Paranormal Patriot at Yahoo.com. It's free. I put it on the show. You get thousands and thousands and thousands of listens every week. But it doesn't happen unless you submit. So submit your event, your book, your movement, whatever you want to submit to the Paranormal Patriot at yahoo.com when you lose your time you think it will be enough in a cage of your life someday it will make you love I can't deny that I would find a way to fight my innocence is my defense so So this next story is a perfect example of why we need at least two, if not three or more parties involved in this political process. Here in Michigan, we have our governor, who's a Democrat, the House and the Senate are Democrats. So my state is run by Democrats and our taxes are through the roof. We're losing businesses left and right because the Democrats want to tax these businesses to the point that they don't even want to come here. Our roads are shit. I mean, the whole state is back to Jennifer Granholm days. And you can thank Gretchen Whitmer for that. The, The governor who is in the palm of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, she is all on there. She, she doesn't care about Michigan. She cares about China. What does that tell you? But Michigan has just passed House Bill 4474, which is a piece of legislation that criminalizes. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. For anybody that does not live in Michigan, you're going to be like, Tom, quit lying. I don't, I'm not making this up. The bill criminalizes causing someone to feel, and I quote, threatened by words. You cannot say anything that threatens anybody by words. Now, 
You can't tell somebody you're going to come up to them and shoot them in the head with a gun. No, you can't do that. What this bill, under this new bill, offenders are guilty of a felony public or punishable by imprisonment from not more than five years and a fine of not more than $10,000. I, I, I just want to reiterate this. You can go to jail for up to five years and have a $10,000 fine because, and this is, if you don't have this where you are, this is coming. Thank God Michigan started it. You can be fined up to $10,000. You can spend up to five years in prison for threatening someone by mislabeling their pronoun. I can't make this up. Never in a million years could I make this up. Only the out-of-touch, totally asinine, no longer in touch with reality politicians that we call the Democrats can come up with this. You can go to prison for five years. You can be fined $10,000 because you have a guy that walks into your shop that looks like a guy. Might be wearing a dress, but it looks like a guy. You say, have a nice day, sir. They can, they can press charges on you. They can throw you in prison for five years and fine you $10,000. What, what is going on on this planet right now? Why do the less than 1% of the population get to control how I think, how I feel, and how I talk? This bill that I am referring to specifically addresses sexual orientation and gender identity or expression as protected by classes. According to the bill, and I quote, gender identity or expression means having or being perceived as having a gender-related self-identity or expression, whether or not associated with an individual's assigned sex at birth. Listen, reading that, reading that statement right there, we are possibly going to be fined $10,000 and put in jail up to, what, five or ten years? Because according to, listen, I'm going to read it again. Gender identity or expression means having or being perceived as having a gender-related self-identity or expression, whether or not associated with an individual's assigned sex at birth. We can go to jail and we can be fined $10,000 because these idiots want to play. They want to play fantasy. They want to imagine themselves as a woman. And now we are going to pay the price for this? Absolutely not. I will go to jail many, many times over. If you have a penis, I will refer to you as a male. If you have a, have a, have a vagina, 
I'm going to refer to you as a female because, listen, you told me all during COVID to trust the science, and now I'm trusting the science, but that's not the case. You don't trust the science when it comes to this. We are how we feel. No, you're not how you feel. You are what you are. I'm telling you, we just had a whole 45-minute conversation on UFOs. What do you think these aliens are saying? Well, you know, he kind of identifies as a woman, so we'll let him be a woman. No, they're going to say, what the hell? This guy is a man. He's got a penis. But he's walking around dressed like a woman and then is offended when people call him a man. What is wrong with this planet? That's what our alien overlords are saying about us right now. Here's my question. Where does free speech fit into this? Because I am still, in this day and age, protected by free speech under the Constitution. And I understand the Democrats don't want anything to do with the Constitution. They think it's outdated. They think it's antiquated. Whatever. It is what it is. It works. Where are my rights? Where are my rights as a conservative, heterosexual individual? Apparently, I don't have any anymore in this Democrat country of ours. I don't have any. Because I'm straight and I'm white. And on top of that, I'm a conservative or a Republican or whatever you want to call me. I'm the enemy. So therefore, I have no rights. But less than 1% of the population of this country is dictating laws in this country at what point does that stop at what point do the people of america say wait a minute hold on there are 99 percent of us that think differently than you why are you controlling what happens in this country why because the democrats want power that's a simple it's it's simple If you don't understand that, you have not been listening closely to this show. This is all about power control. The Democrats are going to go to these offshoot minorities, LGBTQ8675309, Jenny people, the gays, the lesbians, the... I mean, when the aliens arrive, I guarantee you the Democrats are going to be like, hey, we'll give you Obama phones. If you vote for us, I guarantee it. The Democrats will be putting in entitlement programs for the aliens. And if you talk any ill will against these said aliens, you're going to jail. Because it's just like the transgenders. They have rights too. They do. Sure sure as hell do. According to the Constitution, they have rights. But in the Democrats' world... They have rights. Every other American does not. We don't have a freedom of speech anymore. Because if we accidentally or on purpose, whatever, mislabel somebody, then we can go to jail for years and years on end and get fined $10,000. This is the world we live in. This is a Democrat world. Are you happy with this? Are you really happy with this? Anybody that voted for Joe Biden, anybody that's a Democrat, be honest with yourself. Are you happy with the way things are going in this country? 
If you are, continue to vote Democrat. You're an idiot, but continue to vote Democrat. I, I cannot believe how many memes I'm coming across on my Facebook feed that says, hey, all your associates are saying that you're guilty and they're talking about Trump. You know, you're basically you're only as good as the people you roll with, which is exactly what we as Republicans were saying when Hillary in 2016 was basically given a get out of jail free card. We're like, whoa, hold on. No, 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 no. That's fine. The FBI found her innocent. She's fine. But you're totally. Where, where's innocent and proven until proven guilty? Oh, wait a minute. Nancy Pelosi squashed that. Yeah, she said he has to prove his innocence. No, no, Nancy, that's not how it works. You have to prove that he's guilty. He's innocent until proven guilty. No, I understand that that's not the way the Democrats do things, but that's how, until you guys change it, that's how this country was built. Innocent until proven guilty. Unless you're Donald Trump. And on that fine note, we're going to end the return of the Paranormal Patriot. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me. And thank you for everything. You have been listening to the Paranormal Patriot. I will be back next week, I promise. Contact me, theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com. Let me know what you want to hear. Let me know if you have any event promotion you want to promote. Contact me, theparanormalpatriot at yahoo.com. Thank you all for your patience. It is so awesome to be back. I'll be back next week. You have been listening to me. My name is Tom Velasquez, the host of the Paranormal Patriot. Last time I was storm dreaming